time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. Miss Elva Keene lives alone in the outskirts of London Flats, a tiny rural community in Maine. Up until now, the pattern of Miss Keene's existence has been that of lying in her bed or sitting in her wheelchair, reading books, listening to her radio, eating, napping, taking medication, and waiting for something different to happen. Miss Keene doesn't know it yet, but her period of waiting has just ended. For something different is about to happen to her, has in fact already begun to happen, via two most unaccountable telephone calls in the middle of a stormy night. Telephone calls rooted directly through the Twilight Zone. Episode number 139 of the Twilight Zone was Night Call. Uh, Sean, not to be confused with Night Court or Night oh, Rider. Man. You know, I watched an episode last night. Not, uh, not good. Not good. This is the new one? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I really liked the old one. It, there's just something about like a... Uh, multi-cam 30-minute sitcom that just doesn't work these days. Yeah, I think, uh, I think like, How I Met Your Mother was probably the last one that actually, like, did work. Yeah, yeah. And the writing's terrible, but anyway. <laughs> what, that, that doesn't help, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this one was, uh, um, it involved an old lady, and it, I, I probably should have looked at this ahead of time is gladys cooper the one that was in the other one with the old lady gladys uh, cooper um i believe uh ate a bat on stage or was that ozzy osbourne th- that was ozzy osbourne yeah okay. um so the the one with uh with robert redford a very young robert redford um uh you know where he was he was playing the part of death Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She was in that as well? Yeah, that episode was Nothing in the Dark. And sure enough, I'll be damned, that was her. There you go. Hey, great job. At least one of us. Yeah. Uh, This this one did not involve William Shatner. Well, I'll believe it when I see it. Or don't see it. Just in case you're wondering. So the episode follows uh, an elderly woman, uh, Elva Keene, played by uh, Miss Gladys Cooper. Uh, not enough people named Gladys these days. That, that's all I'm saying. Or or yeah. Elva, for that matter. Let's bring them both back. Yeah, I, I, I think we need to. So ba- basically, there there's a storm in the middle of the night. And uh, one thing that I noticed, I don't know if this stood out to you, but uh, every episode of The Twilight Zone, apparently they, they, they only paid for like one sound effects package because <laughs> every single time in the entire series of the twilight zone whenever there's thunder and lightning it sounds exactly the same <laughs> it's the uh it's the rod serling equivalent of the uh the wilhelm scream it kind of is yeah I, and i'm probably literally <laughs> the only person that would that would ever actually notice that but uh by the way speaking of which um uh kingdom of the spiders uh, a movie with the aforementioned William Shatner was on yeah. the uh, the Rift Tracks uh, live streaming channel um, earlier today, and I'm listening to it and I'm like, I really recognize this music. Like, like they had all these, you know, like weird music, you know, stabs kind of 
and and the, yeah. the the scary parts of the movie. And I'm like, I recognize this. And then they they played one, and I'm like, wait a minute, that's the music that plays like when the Canamid is walking into the UN. <laughs> and then as I'm watching this movie, it's like, yeah, these are all like the musical cues from the Twilight Zone. They they just like literally took the stock music from the Twilight Zone and they used it in this movie, Kingdom of the Spider. And then I looked it up, and yes, yeah, sure enough, people have noticed that 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 is actually a legitimate thing. Well, tough to tough to mess with perfection, right? So if you're ever know. thinking. I really miss I the stock music. That. Yeah, if you're ever thinking, I miss the the the, um, the the stock music from the Twilight Zone. I need to hear that right now. Just pop in your <laughs> your Kingdom of the Spiders DVD, and because uh, it's not on Blu-ray yet, I, I'm I'm sure. Um, not just, yet. Just pop in the pop in the DVD, and you can hear the music from the Twilight Zone. I didn't know uh, Rift Tracks had that uh, live streaming on uh, on Twitch. They do. Um, uh, so we have a, a Samsung TV, and I know it's on like the Samsung, like they have their own live streaming, you know, channels. And, yeah. it's, and it's one of them that they offer. And I know that it's on like Pluto TV and uh, a nice. couple other options, you know, like any of the like bar- bargain basement uh, family dollar brand streaming services, it's probably on there. <laughs> And whenever they run Kingdom of the Spider, you can hear the hear the music from the Twilight Zone. Uh, so anyway, Elva is uh, is she she <laughs> there's this there's this storm, and she starts getting these phone calls. And um, first, you know, the first couple times, I think I think the the whole first night, she just hears static. And let me yeah. tell you, if you want to hear an old woman just scream hello into a phone uh, about 200 times in the space this of 22 minutes. For you. This is your episode. Like your, your time has finally come with the Twilight Zone. Hello? Hello? I don't, I don't know what they were thinking filming this. I mean, it's, this is a story I think that my mom, just like, you know, you were talking about your father, you know, kind of telling Twilight Zone episode plot summaries as ghost stories. My mom right. would tell me this story. And I remember her very excitedly telling me, Sean, it's on, it's on, you know. And um, but yeah, this episode could have been five minutes long. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like it's not a bad story at all. Um no, it's awesome. <laughs> it's uh, really but, spooky. <laughs> but it's uh it's one that probably could have been told in about five minutes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and you know, a little bit darker than most uh Twilight Zone episodes, I think. Um but you know, we'll get there. Definitely a a little bit darker. Um so like I said she she says hello about 300 times in 22 minutes. Um <laughs> in, in a really like like shrieking kind of uh kind of way. And um so the next day she's kind of investigating it. She calls the phone company. They're going to see what's going on next night. She starts getting these calls again, except instead of static, she starts getting uh, like moaning in the background, which I mean, we've all had phone calls like that. Haven't we? I mean, six, 16 today. Yeah, ex- exactly. Uh, so then it, it carries over into night three and then she starts getting uh hello. I, I want to talk to you. Yes which that is a little spooky that that's that's out of the ordinary 
and you know the the voice acting is is pretty effective i think once once there actually is a voice to to act you know that's a that's actually sean connery doing that uh, voice no it's not i i just made that <laughs> i believe you <laughs> so she's obviously very annoyed uh, by this um she she seems to be taking it a lot harder than than i think most people would because her caregiver just keeps telling her hey just just take the phone off the hook and and nobody will call you know it, it's yeah. not that big of a deal but um obviously being an old person in the 60s she's thinking that somebody's gonna need to call her at three in the morning so she's worried <laughs> about that um so she doesn't want to do it she keeps and i think there's some curiosity to it but i like for from the way that she's acting it seems like she legitimately thinks that somebody's going to need to call her at three in the morning oh yeah oh yeah hey you know you never know until you miss that call it, it, exactly yeah and, and i suppose you know in in the 60s there i mean i don't know were there answering machines in the 60s i mean certainly not Probably the not. Uh, same kind we had uh when when like you and i were growing up with the little uh little tapes right um and uh certainly not the digital ones that uh no god I mean, no. <laughs> no nobody has nobody even has those now but you know it would literally be probably be two reels <laughs> two audio <laughs> reels uh no it'd be like one of those uh, canister things that uh yes that edison had <laughs> on his uh, his phonograph it would be one of those um so uh eventually the phone company figures out what's uh what's what's causing this and it turns out the somehow they they trace the call to a cemetery which i, I i'm not sure how you would trace a call to a cemetery i unless the cemetery has a phone like how are you gonna gonna know that yeah you can't exactly like pinpoint where like a line might be broken or but you know what let's roll with it <laughs> They've got to fill the twenty-two yeah. minutes somehow. <laughs> I, I mean, who, who's who's putting that much thought into it as they're watching the episode for the very first time? You know, Keith Conrad, little Keith Conrad. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know, know this was definitely <laughs> this was definitely one that uh, uh, my dad also, you know, kind of like retold as a as a ghost yeah. story because I remember uh, him trying to, you know, do this the spooky "Hello, I want to talk to you" voice. Yeah. <laughs> uh so she's uh Elva is is you know very uh very scared about this whole situation so she has her caregiver drive her to where this phone call is supposedly coming from and she sees a wire like going from the telephone pole into a grave and the the grave just happens to be for uh brian douglas who was her fiance and she basically goes on to say that she was the worst person in the history yeah. of, of fiancés and uh, who knows why he he stuck with her to begin with and because of that he ended up dying yes in a and, car wreck and so now you know this this phone line is going into his grave and and he's trying to talk to her so that that's um that's not something you see every day no and you know what like kind of a cause for celebration <laughs> you know a little bit spooky yes but elva and her elva and brian are reunited well kind of because right? she told him <laughs> uh you know she she was upset and she said uh, leave me alone 
And so then the the following night, like she uh, she she picks up the phone and calls out to Brian's ghost, and he says uh, uh, she told him to leave her, leave her alone, and and he always does what she says. And then the line <laughs> goes dead, and and she's just left alone for the rest of her life, which is probably only a, a day or two because she's pretty old. <laughs> which is the most Twilight Zone thing ever, because they have to fit in like a 1960s boy. The old wife's nagging me, and I'll do mm-hmm. whatever that she tells me to do. Like that really is a, a little like nice 60s misogyny spin on the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she she flat out says, "Oh yeah, you know, I always I was always uh, telling him what to do, and and you know, he always uh, he always gave in, and and." You know, and, and then it obviously comes full circle because he says, yeah. you know, you you told me to leave you alone and I always do what you tell me to. Um, this uh, also like Brian really must have held a grudge because uh, I mean, I assume they were betrothed when they were younger. Uh, so this is probably like, you know, and Elva is very, very old. Um, so this was probably like a 40, 50 year old grudge that Brian's been holding. And he's just been waiting for, to deliver that killer line. No, I I always do what you tell me to, so I'm gonna leave you alone. Um, well, it's nice to th- see that it's nice to see that Brian has grown in the afterlife. Yes, absolutely. I wonder what he does with the rest of his day. Well, that that's kind of what I wanted to ask. Like uh, as usual, you know, weirdly, I'm focused on the logistics of all this. <laughs> like, uh, is like every grave. In this in this little little universe that they've created in the in the Twilight Zone in this episode, is like every person in their grave waiting for such just just sitting there waiting for some opportunity like this to come along, just to burn you. And like they they all know, hey, if a if a if a phone line, you know, ends up falling into your grave, you can you can dial people up. <laughs> and and how does this, how does he dial her up? Like like is it does he like has she had the same phone number the whole time? So he just he just automatically knows it. Does you know? Yeah. Do, are there super ghost powers that just allow him to to know this number? Does he is there a ghost operator? If she has the same phone number that she did when they were engaged, that phone number is three. According to the Bible, God created the heavens and the earth. It is man's prerogative and woman's to create their own particular and private hell. Case in point, Miss Elva Keen, who in every sense has made her own bed and now must lie in it. Sadder but wiser by dint of a rather painful lesson in responsibility. Transmitted from the Twilight Zone. Cabotron? Hello? Hello? 